You're listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, where it's all about helping you grow your Denver real estate portfolio. Here's your host, Chris Lopez. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. So this is another deal analysis. And today we are talking about a nomad property that a client purchased in Westminster. And actually, this is another nomad in Westminster because I believe the previous deal we released was another single family nomad property in Westminster. So similar type of property, similar location, but actually it's a completely different deal. So my co-host today is Preston Newberry. Preston, how's it going? It's going great, Chris. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, looking forward to chatting about this deal. This was a fun one. Yeah. And so this is when we closed on uh, quarter one, 2020, actually closed on right as the COVID pandemic started shutting things down, right? It was like mid or late March we closed on yeah, this? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, mid-March on this one. Yeah. And uh, right as everything kind of started to get crazy. So we were rushing to get this one to the closing table as we didn't really know what was going to happen uh, with the rest of the world. Yeah. And so this was uh, this is actually a really good deal to talk about because we used a VA or our client used a VA loan with very little money in our pocket, but also we had a tight deadline um, that we had to go up against. So so we had been working with this client for a while, and then when he's ready to buy, he thought he had more time, but then like right around March 1st, we started looking, and he needed to be out by like the before the end of before March. Before the end of March, yeah. Uh, um, with his current lease, because that had changed with the, the owner who was selling the property now, so kind of like really just uh, changed his deadlines. It and really that, accelerated the whole process for us. Yeah, we were kind of under the gun on this one. And so fortunately, like, you know, normally uh, this this was caused us more stress than normal because this client, great to work with. He'd already done a lot of his prep work. He understood what he wanted. He'd done his deal analysis. He was just waiting for a couple things to to line up. So he go out there and buy this first property. Then we had the curveball with the his landlord selling his place. Um, and normally it's not a huge deal because what happens is a lot of the loans we do are 5% down conventional loans and we just rush the appraisal, you know, spend an extra yeah, few hundred can, dollars. You know, consolidate the, the timeline on that and we can usually get something closed and, you know, as little as like eight to 10 days, you know, something like that, typically about two to, to three weeks. So, you know, we're looking at maybe 21 days on the closing time frame. But with the VA stuff, uh, we're a little bit uh, bootstrapped as far as that goes with uh, just timelines on the VA side of things and how they process stuff. So we had to, had to really... Uh, pull some strings and make this one happen. Yeah. And because, I mean, so everyone understands, so this is why it's just really important to, you know, always have, you know, why we work with like great lenders. In this case, this was a Joe Massey did this loan and he obviously knows investing in house hacking. But since this is a VA loan, they have to use a VA appraiser where all the other types of loans, uh, they can use, you know, a, a third party independent company. And that's where you can pay it to rush it and get someone out there. But with VA, you're just thrown in the queue with everyone else. They don't care about your deadlines or whatever. Yep, you're just another number in the in line there. And so, you know, you're kind of limited by how quick they can get somebody out there. And so uh, another reason we were concerned about the timeline on here, since we didn't have that control over it, this is right as interest rates were dropping. So refinances started uh, spiking up. So even if people are doing a, a refinance on their VA loan and they're keeping it as a VA loan, they That's, still had appraisals in there, right? And so those yep. all got thrown right in the same queue with with all the new purchases. So, so luckily, um, the we got um, our client, you know, under contract, you know, very quickly because we had been already kind of searching for properties. He knew what he wanted as far as like the criteria. But once we're in a contract, you know, we acted very quickly and then over to Joe. Joe acted very quickly getting the VAQ. 
And just fortunately, like, it all worked out. Yeah, everything played out. And uh, big kudos to Joe and his team over at Castle & Cook. Uh, you know, we work with those guys quite a bit, and they've got a really, really good team and good processes over there. And I uh, think that was a big part of the success of getting this deal done as quick as we did. And so a little bit of background about this client. Obviously, he's a, a veteran, a no longer active military, but he's a veteran and he's able to use a VA loan. And the reason VA loans are so attractive is you can put 0% down as a down payment. Now, of course, you have to bring some cash to close, but you can truly bring 0% down for closing costs, or I'm sorry, for down payment. And really, um, you know, his main goal was just to buy a future rental property. He just wanted a, a good base hit. I know we talk about that a lot, but, uh, you know, he didn't have really uh, any major expectations about a property. He just wanted something that was going to be a good rental, something with a yard for his dog and, uh, you know, something that uh, would be comfortable for him to live in. And no surprise here, but where we sourced this deal, it was the MLS as, I mean, so far, all the house hacks and nomads we've done have come from the MLS just because that's the, the best place to buy those properties. So this one came off the MLS. So this is a single family house uh, up in Westminster near like 108th and Wadsworth, three bedroom, two bathroom, and it was listed at 349. Now, Preston, I'm, I know there was a couple other people looking at this property too, or a couple other offers, right? Like what were the details on, on that? On yeah, the so offering? this property um, had actually previously been under contract um, and fell out. I think the buyers had some financing issues or something like that. And so, you know, the market was still pretty hot at this time and they definitely had uh, some other people circling around and some offers on the table. But, you know, just kind of building their relationships with agents and, and making things happen and letting them know that, hey, we're, we're going to get this deal done was a big part of this. And the client uh, that was selling the property was moving out of state. So they just wanted to make sure somebody was going to be able to perform and close on time so that, you know, everything would work out for, for their timelines as well. And I mean, while I like the property, like I said, you know, good location, good price point, good rent to price point ratio as well. Uh, but from that previous under contract and inspection, they had repaired and certified the roof. Correct. And it was an updated kitchen and newer appliances. And just the house was moving ready, which is exactly what our client wanted to do. He just wanted to, you know, he's working his job, needed to move into place and just, you know, keep doing his job and still have a place that worked for him. So this was just a great fit. So some contract details. I mean, why were we able to get this under contract, Preston, when there were other people looking at it too? Um, I think a big part was, you know, the other people that had put offers in were definitely under asking price. They thought that there was uh, some room there in the price just because it had already been under contract and they knew that the seller was wanting to get out. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we, we ran the numbers and we knew that, that this place was going to be a good rental regardless. Um, and looking at the comps in the area and everything else, we felt comfortable with uh, with the list price that they had. And um, knowing we were under a tight deadline, we didn't want to get into, a, you know, a bidding war or bidding situation with the other offers. So everything worked out. Our client had good expectations and we were able to, to put the deal together at, at list price. And when we did the inspection on that, I mean, there were no major items on there, right? Because no, I mean, we knew about the roof stuff. Everything else was in, uh, in pretty good shape. We didn't really have any other uh, inspection issues that came up. And so for the financing, like I said, uh, our client went with a 0% down VA loan. The appraisal came, ba came back at above value, which is always great to see. Uh, we had zero seller concessions. And regarding PMI, uh, there's no options to prepay or anything because it's a VA loan. So he did buy the interest rate down as well. So now we're looking at a couple of screenshots here where we just plug the numbers into Joe's spreadsheet. So we'll give you the, the highlight numbers here in the podcast. Always click on the show note links if you want to go view them yourself because that will have these screenshots on the blog post as well. And so now we're analyzing the property for not while he's living there, but for once he moves out. 
Because for these properties, especially since he's nomading it, which is buying a future rental property, we go in there and he's going to live in there. And we don't really, you know, analyzing while he's living there is not a the huge concern because he's going to have to pay rent or mortgage somewhere. It's be about the same. But when he moves out in a year or two, we're concerned about the future numbers on here. So we put 0% in the down payment percentage, uh, selected monthly paid for mortgage insurance. Purchase price is $349. His acquisition cost, you know, for appraisal, interest rate buy down, all the other, you know, miscellaneous fees at closing are about $6,500. Loan costs are about $1,500. And that's like the funding fee and processing fee through uh, Castle and Cook. And so his total initial investment is $8,040. On a $349,000 house. Those are some pretty good numbers there, yeah, Chris. Like, and this is the, the great thing. We, I know we sound like a broken record on this, but when we, when we talk about house hacking and nomading, this is why it's so amazing to do, especially with a VA loan. It's just the leverage you get. No investor loan or no investor is getting a loan anywhere close to this. And maybe the best case scenario, you can go out there and find a property, burr it, um, even if you walk away and you have $8,000 left in the property after all that, that's that's a home run the current market. It's yep. just very hard to do a lot of those like the Burr properties right now in Denver. But since this is just a VA loan, owner-occupied property, he can get some amazing leverage, which is the best thing to do in this type of, uh, for this type of property. Absolutely. I would consider this kind of a home run as, as we would like to talk. And especially when you look at that interest rate, right? 3% is what he got his loan at. Yeah. And I said, this is right as rates started uh, dropping. And, you know, he bought his interest rate down. Some was probably at three and a quarter, he bought it down to, you know, 3%. So he's a 30-year fixed at 3%. And this is another great thing. I mean, inflation is like about 3%, you know, give or take a couple tenths of a point, but he's borrowing money and it's basically at, at the rate of inflation, which makes it almost like free money. It's almost like free money, because right? Because it's inflating in there. So this is now analyzing a property for after they move out. And we like to be conservative on our numbers when we look at rental income and also the way, the way we underwrite it. So we'll give you what our realistic conservative underwriting number is and how that pans out and then what the client may do to actually make the numbers better or more optimistic. But we like to be realistic and conservative. So we're estimating rent to be about $1,900 a month. Uh, vacancy we put it at 5%, annual rent increase 3%, annual appreciation rate at 3%. So that rent is probably on the conservative lower side, which is great, especially now with COVID. You know, right now it does not look like rents are, are are going stagnant or remaining flat, but in a year or two, who knows what the market does? Yep. I doubt they'll drop any, but always good to underwrite conservatively. Vacancy, 5%. And, you know, historically, the last handful of years, Denver's been well below 5%, but 5% is a very good long-term average and underwriting rule of thumb. So we always like to underwrite a more realistic and to the long-term average. Now, we selected yes to property management. And like I said, our preferred property manager charges 7% uh, to our clients, but we put in 10% in case they use someone else and also just to you know help handle any of those other miscellaneous costs that property managers have out there. Since this is a detached home, we're putting in 8% of the rent for repairs and reserves and capital expenditures. Now, this property was in really good shape. So hey, the first few years, it might be less than 8%. Yeah, this place was in great shape. I mean, the only stuff that he really needed to worry about after he moved in was, uh, you know, maybe changing out some carpet and uh, painting and resurfacing the deck out back. But other than that, this place is going to be solid. But again, long-term averages over like a 10, 15-year time frame, you're going to be around an 8% 
um, you know, repairs rate based on this type of property, this location. So again, the long-term average, 8% or about one month's worth of rent is a really good underwriting uh, rule of thumb. So we selected no to HOA since this is not in an HOA community. Taxes are just under $1,500 a year. Uh, his annual property insurance is just over $1,000 a year. And as far as like utilities, water, sewer, trash, electric, that'll all be tenant paid once he moves out. And for landscaping, so, you know, mowing the lawn uh, and removing the snow, since it's a single family home, that's usually- that you falls know, on the tenant. Falls on the tenant. Yep. So all those other utilities and other expenses, again, that's going to be tenant responsibility. So looking at the next tab on the spreadsheet, uh, his monthly mortgage payment is about $1,500 a month. And his annual cash flow is going to be negative $4,000 when he moves out. So let's talk about this here for a minute because people hear a negative $4,000 and like, oh my gosh, that's a horrible that rental like property. That sounds like a terrible rental property, yeah. Why right? Why is it not a terrible rental property, Preston? Well, think about the leverage that he's got, right? I mean, he only put $8,000 down to get into this property um, and he's going to have already some you know, added benefits for the first few years while he lives there. Um, but look at all the other returns you know, based off everything else in, in the return quadrant. Yeah. And so um, I think most listeners out there have seen that return on investment quadrant. So since this is a such a low down payment loan with the VA, it's showing an estimated 203% return. So it's showing appreciation 130%, uh, cash flow at negative 51%. Again, if his negative cash flow is $4,000 a year, divide that by $8,000 for his initial investment, that gives you that 50%. His debt pay down, 90% return on his money, the depreciation tax benefits right around 33%. So just these numbers are all just huge because leverage. It's all about leverage, yeah. Chris. So if you guys think about it, again, go back to your third grade math. You got your fraction. The down payment you put down or that all-in cost, you know, cash to close, down payment, all that stuff, that's your denominator. So the number on the bottom. The numerator is your appreciation, cash flow, debt pay down, depreciation. Well, since there's such a small denominator, um, you just get these, you know, you get these high percentage numbers here. Now, we have an estimated around, you know, a negative $4,000 a year in cash flow once he moves out. So Preston already mentioned that, hey, great thing about the leverage, because, you know, he only put $8,000 down. So one train of thought was like, yeah, every property cash flows if you put enough money down. Um, but with this case is like, hey, great, he could put eight thousand dollars down. Now you could have put, you know, thirty or forty thousand dollars down, do a five or ten percent down payment to mm -hmm. to make it cash flow or get right around cash flowing. But then he'd have twenty or thirty thousand dollars less in the bank. So a lot of our clients are comfortable with that leverage. They say, great, I'm good with a tight to a negative cash flow slightly because I can keep an extra thirty or forty grand in the bank and basically have my my tenants subsidize my down payment. And, and I get to keep cash in the bank, right? Yep. I mean, it might cost me a little bit of money each month to keep the property at some point, but that's still a uh, you know better use of my money and keeping keeping a big stack of cash in the bank. Yeah. And then the other thing is, again, we we have these numbers written pretty conservatively, so it's pretty common for a lot of our house hackers, no matter once they move out, to help with cash flow, they will self manage. So if he did not hire a property manager uh, and he self managed, that would bring his negative cash flow down to right below like two thousand dollars a year. So now we're then you know that just chopped it in half. Again, we were conservative on rents. Maybe it bumps up a little bit higher. Or if he really wanted to go out there and make more cash flow, he would do room, room by room, room rentals. Yep. Now bring in you know you know probably about eight hundred dollars 
per room on average, and that would bring his rent up another four or $500 a month. Of course, he'll have some utility expenses on there as well, but if he did that, he would be at a positive cash flow number. So overall, I mean, you know, this is a solid, solid property. And just really want to go back and highlight that this was a ultra low down payment using a VA loan. I think since we started these deal analysis, this is the first VA loan we've discussed, This is the first VA that we've talked about, Chris. So if you guys have it out there, you know, if you have the option to, to use a VA loan, absolutely consider it because you get some amazing leverage. Um, and then understand that, you know, if you use it, you're going to have tighter cash flow because you have really no money in the property, you know, no equity when you first buy the property. So understand that risk to reward ratio, but also understand, hey, when you underwrite the properties, there's other ways you can bring in extra cash flow and also mitigate that risk. So overall, I think this was just an amazing deal. Yeah, this was a great deal. And I'm really happy that it came together for our client. Oh, that's the other thing with it, with the timeline, like that yeah. was causing, I mean, all the stress because we always like, you know, we're, one of our things, we're all about speed and getting things done. And that's how we set up our processes and our team. So I've worked with Joe and just all of our partners is we're about, yep. we're efficient, we're effective, and we're about speed. And this is one of those things where like, hey, we normally have everything in our control as much as we can, but, but this, this one, one was we were not. kind of waiting on, on other things to fall into place yeah. and we couldn't really do much about it. But thankfully so, it all came together. Yeah, I, I think that was karma paying us back for other deals we've done speedy. They're like, hey, he nets out of control. Karma said, here you go, guys, get get this one done. So it, it was great, especially since, you know, this was right going the pandemic and just the world shut down for a while there. So it worked out really well for our client. So just a great future rental property. All right, so if you guys have questions on here um, or want to see other types of deal analyses, reach out to us. Uh, you know, our goal is to publish, you know, one a week and just keep you guys up to date as to what we're seeing out there, what type of properties we're closing on. So if you got requests or you want to see different aspects in here for what we're analyzing, let us know. We're open for feedback. We always want to make this better for everyone out there listening to it. And of course, if you need help uh, putting together your investment strategy, going out there buying a rental or a nomad, in this case, definitely reach out to us. Preston, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris.